Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 242. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Katrina Ubell, MD. This is the podcast where busy doctors like you come to learn how to lose weight for the last time by harnessing the power of your mind. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Well, hello there, my friend. How are you? I was literally just laughing at myself. So several weeks ago, I shared with you that I started using Invisalign to straighten my teeth a little bit. I actually didn't actually have that much crookedness with my teeth, but I had an open bite And it's really honestly been annoying me for over a decade. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to get this fixed. So I recorded one episode with the trays in and I listened back and I was like, this sounds terrible. So I've just been taking them out when I record these podcasts because I'm just not going to do that to you. But the reason I was laughing is because I started to record and immediately my lips got tripped up on the little like grippy things that they put on your teeth. If you've ever had Invisalign or seen someone who has Invisalign, then you know what I'm talking about. And so I ended up like biting my cheek and I couldn't talk like a normal human being. (laughs) So I was just like, oh man, this Invisalign thing. I have to tell you, I'm I'm almost halfway through the initial set. And I have to say, I'm I'm a little bit concerned that maybe this wasn't the right choice for me. I think I have a follow-up appointment next week. So I have some things to discuss. I don't think my gums are liking this very much. I'm totally having like receding gums, like significantly. I'm like, what is happening? And just some other things that I just don't know that I was really fully aware of. Or maybe I would not have made this decision. <laughs> 
to do it now or maybe ever. I don't know. But I am excited to have my bite be normal. And I'm still not quite there yet. But I think we're moving in the right direction. And that is great. And also, you're welcome for not making you listen to me on this podcast with the Invisalign trays in. Ah, it's so hard. I had to record several videos for our program because I've told you before that we've updated and refreshed everything. And I totally didn't even take that into consideration. I'm like, oh my gosh, these videos are going to live on for like the next many years with me and my Invisalign. (laughs) I honestly don't think anybody else can probably notice. It's just I notice because talking somehow is a lot harder. (laughs) I don't know. And you know, 242 episodes, you know that you know, I don't have a problem talking, (laughs) coming up with things to talk about. So you're welcome for taking these out. So I sound pretty normal, more normal. (laughs) Okay, today, I want to talk to you about the thought I deserve to eat. This comes up a lot. We see this coming up in our clients. People tell me about this all the time. I'm always hearing from doctors. But by the time the end of the day rolls around, I just feel like I deserve to eat. I just, I just, after my whole day, I deserve to eat. And so what is that whole day? What are we talking about? We're talking about having to finish all the notes, having to deal with all the different phone calls, having to deal with office staff that are on your last nerve, having to deal with patients or families who are a struggle, just having to deal with the day-to-day stuff. And by the time that's all done, you just feel like you deserve to eat. So I wanted to dig into that a little bit further because what does it really mean when we say I deserve to eat? I have several things to consider. I think that ultimately what we what we mean when we say I deserve to eat is I deserve to put myself first or even to put myself on the list of priorities, right? I think that for most people who struggle with this, particularly doctors, we're spending our day in service of others and doing things for others, and we're not taking into account our experience of doing them. So I'm not saying you wouldn't still do them. I'm just saying that you're doing them in a way that you think other people want you to do it, what you think their expectations are. You do it in avoidance because you want to avoid what other people might think if you don't do it the way that you're doing it. An example of this is, you know, excessively (laughs) editing your notes, editing any dictations that come through to try to make them totally perfect because you're concerned that someone will read that, a consultant or some other person in the, who's involved in the care of that patient, someone's going to read that and then they're going to have a negative opinion about you because they're going to see possibly some errors or maybe something that's not perfectly grammatically correct, or maybe a spacing issue, you know, a formatting issue. And you think that they're going to think something negative about you. So you spend all this excess time formatting and editing and making sure it looks really good in order to avoid someone else possibly having a thought about you that you can't control anyway, just as a side note, (laughs) in case you were wondering. (laughs) So we don't put ourselves at the top of that list. We don't think, you know what, how can I get the information that I need to get across across as quickly and easily as possible so that my experience of it is really good. I get it done fast. The people reading get what they need and the end, like then it's done. We just put ourselves last or don't even think about ourselves, do it in this way that we think it needs to be done. And then by the end of that, 
that little toddler in our head is like, but what about me? I deserve to have nice things too. I deserve to be treated well. I deserve to be paid attention to. I deserve to be connected to. My say should matter. And it's not mattering. We're not factoring that in. And I'm not saying that you don't have rules and guidelines at your place of employment. I'm sure you do. There are certain things that are expected of you and you're supposed to do things in certain ways. And maybe you wouldn't do it that way if you were the one in charge. And that's totally fine. But even within that framework, even within those rules, there's still a way for you to do all of those things while also keeping yourself at the forefront of your mind, keeping yourself at least on the priority list, if not at the top of the priority list. How can I do this in the way that they expect that also works for me so that I actually can enjoy myself? Or maybe this drains me less. Maybe I don't resist against it so much and chew everybody out in my head who's making me do this, which is very exhausting. (laughs) So I feel at the end of the day that I deserve to have something nice like food or maybe alcohol. Right? So all day long, we're doing things for other people, how we think that they want it. Maybe it's not going over in your patient appointments, because you think that if you spend excess time with people, then with patients, then they're going to really, really like you and give you good reviews, and there will be good word of mouth. And now you're in this situation where you can't stop doing that. Ask me how I know about that kind of a situation. (laughs) That was like the story of my life. I was always behind because I felt like, well, I just need to be here and I need to be accessible to them and they need me. And, you know, that probably did make me feel like I was contributing and valuable. And so I think there were some positives in doing that. But the net effect was I was behind, I was rushing, I was getting resentful and annoyed. And patients were expecting that of me. And why wouldn't they? Of course they would. If this is the way they've always been treated by me, they would expect me to spend as much time as they needed with me. I mean, I'm not going to go into it, but some of the stories I have about questions I was asked that kept me over, I mean, you know, I brought that upon myself. I'll just say that. I will take ownership of the fact that I brought that upon myself, that I didn't have the respect for myself that I needed to shut that down so I could take good care of myself and all the other patients who were waiting for me. Right. So that's so uncomfortable. And now we're in this pattern. We don't know how to get out of it. And then we think at the end of the day, I deserve to eat after that kind of a day. And we feel so powerless, right? So disempowered. Like I have to do it this way. There's no other way. I have to do it in this way that I don't like, that doesn't serve me, that doesn't work for me. So of course I'm going to want to eat at the end of the day. Okay. So here's what you're not aware of that's underlying I deserve to eat. I deserve to eat is the same thing as saying, I deserve not to feel. I deserve not to feel my emotions, right? What are we doing when we eat for emotional reasons? We're skipping over the emotions. We're, we're seeing if we can just like hop over them so we can avoid feeling them and skip that part, except that's not what happens, right? Instead, they just get stuffed down and our body becomes a repository of unprocessed emotions that are waiting for us for later. (laughs) So when we think I deserve to eat, we're really saying, I don't want to feel anymore. I want to skip the part where I have to feel the way I'm currently feeling. I would like to hit the easy button so that I no longer have to feel this way. Totally makes sense. But that also stems from 
not knowing how to actually process the emotions. If you could just process them, you could work them through, allow them to come through you and away rather than being trapped in. I just think of it as like this, you know, there's like our bodies are are just this, you know, big vessel and we're stuffing these emotions down and down and down and it's getting really tight in there, but it doesn't matter. The lid is held on by a pile of food and drinks, <laughs> right? Where you just like pile more on to keep those emotions from coming out. And when we're doing that, what we're also saying is, I deserve to feel bad in the future, right? I deserve not to feel right now. I deserve to feel better right now, but I deserve to feel bad in the future because that's what's going to happen when I choose not to feel my emotions and to eat them instead. To eat, to feel better, to avoid, to numb, to neutralize. And I don't think any of us would really think, well, I deserve to feel bad in the future, but we're just in that moment. We're in that present moment of, I just need to feel better right now. But really what we're saying is, I deserve to feel bad in the future because that's what I'm exchanging. I'm exchanging this short-term emotional pain that I process and I, I can process or I can stuff away. I'm going to trade that for feeling bad in the future because any number of reasons, Right. You're feeling out of control with your food. Your brain is obsessed with, you know, food chatter, constantly thinking about food. Your weight is a problem. Possibly your health is a problem. Just overall, you're not happy with your life. Maybe you feel out of control. Maybe you feel, you know, maybe you're just beating yourself up. All those things are coming because of that decision, because of that thought I deserve to eat right now. So what's really going on though is just a cry for attention from yourself. Your yourself, you know, within you is just saying pay attention to me. What do I really need? I don't need to be people pleasing all day and I don't need to be eating to feel better. I I need to be understood so that my needs can be met. Right? We want to be treated with respect and kindness and we look for that outside of ourselves by doing things that we may or may not want to do in hopes that other people will think respectful and kind thoughts about us and express them to us. When what we really need to be doing is offering ourselves respect and kindness, right? We want to be treated with respect and kindness. So we try to get other people to do it, but it's so much easier and faster and more direct to treat yourself with respect and kindness and let other people just think and feel whatever they do about you. We want to feel a loving connection. We want to feel connected. This is just a human desire. But what we really want is to feel connected between ourselves and our bodies. When you bring food into the mix, you're connecting yourself to food at the expense of your body. You're sacrificing your body so you can have a connection with food and maybe alcohol. Right? Then the food's your friend and the wine's your friend. But you can create that love and connection with yourself when you treat yourself with kindness and respect and lovingly find out what it is that you need. And what we really want is to be on our list of priorities. We want to feel like we matter to ourselves. And when we don't feel that way, we want to feel like we matter to other people. And then again, we do all these other things for other people at our own expense so that we can hopefully feel like we matter. But you can just decide that you matter, that you're important, that you're worth prioritizing while still serving all the other people in your life. 
And then you don't have that need to get that so much from everybody else. You're able to put the time and energy and mental focus that you're spending on getting other people to think a certain way about you. You can just think that about yourself. You can spend that time and energy and mental focus on yourself, figuring out how to process your emotions, how to get to a place where you have freedom around food and the chatter is gone around, you know, your brain isn't constantly talking to you about food and you feel at peace with your body and you no longer struggle with your weight. I mean, one way of doing that is by coming to join us in the Weight Loss for Doctors Only program, because this is exactly what we teach you. If you're like, yeah, this all sounds great and I don't know how to do it. Well, the good news is, is I do and I can teach you. (laughs) I'm going to help you how to do this. But, you know, I'm not the only person who can teach you. There's other people too, if you have a different kind that you'd rather work with. But I'm just saying that you need to figure out how to do all of those things so that you can be on your list of priorities. So you can learn how to treat yourself in the way that you want to be treated. Because here's, this is, this is really the most important point here. Nobody, and I I really, I just want to back up and say, I'm I'm so sorry to notify you this information. Nobody is going to come around and do this for you. Okay, no one's going to come around and go, you know what, it's time, it's time for you to figure out how to process those emotions. It's time for you to create that loving connection with yourself. It's time for you to change up that inner narrative, that inner dialogue that really isn't very kind, and is putting you down on a regular basis and figuring out how to stop doing that instead, swapping it out with a narrative that's respectful and kind. It's not going to happen. It's not going to fall into your lap. Like no one's going to be like, here's your time to do that. I've, I've figured it out for you. Like, here you go. <laughs> I'm so sorry to let you know that this is the case. Ultimately, you have to do it for you. Only you can do this. Only you can decide, you know what? I think there's something better for me out there. And I'm going to go and get it. I'm not going to wait till it falls in my lap or expect that it even will. I'm going to go out there and create the life that I want because no one's coming to rescue me. Like, I'm the only one who can do that. And I'm telling you, I relearned this lesson again and again, like those re-epiphanies that I talked about several weeks ago, right? This is something that I come back to again and again. If this is something that I want, then it's on me to figure it out. And that doesn't mean I have to do it myself. It just means that I need to figure out who's going to help me and set up a scenario where that will occur. I have to show up so I can get what I want, so I can live the life that I desire. And when you're doing all of that, deserving to eat, it's like it doesn't even make sense anymore. <laughs> like that thought is just like, I deserve to eat. What? That's what I was saying. Like deserving to eat isn't doesn't mean you deserve to eat. It means so many other things underlying it. And we can get to a place where your work is the same The obligations are the same, but you recognize what you're really responsible for and you figure out how to do that in a way that is not at your own expense, in a way that allows you to come out of your day not feeling like you were just trampled and you need food to bolster you back up again. This is exactly the work that we do in Weight Loss for Doctors Only. So if you're at all interested in getting guidance on this and help, I've been doing this for, gosh, since when, 2016, 
been doing this a long time. <laughs> I have a lot of experience. I've worked with over a thousand doctors in doing this. I mean, this is the thing, right? It's just, this is what I specialize in. This is my expertise. And I'd love to help you with it if that is the right next step for you. So if you're interested in finding out more information about the program, go to katrinahubelmd.com forward slash info. You'll get all the information you need there. And if it's the right step for you to come and join us in this September group, we start September 13th. That'd be great. Just as a final note, in case you're thinking, well, I don't know if I should do it because, you know, COVID cases are getting bad again. And, you know, I don't know. And I've got this thing and that thing coming up. You know, we go for six months for a reason. And that's because life happens and stuff comes up. And sometimes you're working more and sometimes you're traveling and sometimes something really difficult or tragic happens. And we have to work through that. If we we cannot wait until six months clears up and there's there's just, you know, nothing on the horizon that might be difficult. And here's why, because that's not what life is like. You have to learn how to lose weight and stop overeating and get yourself all cleaned up in terms of your brain during normal life, because that is going to be your life ongoing. If we wait till we have this like perfect, you know, flat, beautiful, (laughs) paved, you know, track for six months, yeah, maybe it's a little easier. But you know what, you didn't learn the skills that you needed, because as soon as life goes back into being lifey again, you don't know what to do. So none of that, in my opinion, is relevant in terms of, you know, certain things coming up. I mean, we have occasionally had someone in the military who's like, listen, I'm being deployed and I really can't, I'm not going to be able to access the program. And we say, okay, you know what? That's a good reason. That's a really good reason. We'll see you when you return, you know? But for most people, we're just putting up those roadblocks and um, and basically just saying, you know what? Like, I'm not even worth doing this until there's no longer these obstacles, rather than looking at, you know what, I'm going to use this program to figure out how to overcome these obstacles and still get what I want, which is basically one of the first things we do inside the program is figure out those obstacles and start coming up with solutions. And I want to also just mention quickly that, you know, this work that we do is just through the lens of weight loss, this, the skills and tools that you learn you will be able to extrapolate to any other goal or challenge in your life. I've seen this again and again with my clients. This is, I've seen it with myself. It is not something that's just like a one and done thing. And you can't take that with you into any other part of your life. You absolutely can. And it's, yeah, it's life changing. I mean, in in the sense that there's the time in your life before you knew all this stuff and had applied it and the time after. And you're never never the same person again, but in all the best possible ways. I think sometimes we're like, what do you mean I'm not the same person? <laughs> what that means is that you're you, but so much more the you that you want to be rather than that you right now that you wish you could escape from. And that's why you think you deserve to eat, right? Okay, my friend, thank you so much for your time and attention today. I will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Take care. Ready to start making progress on your weight loss goals? For lots of free help, go to katrinaubellmd.com and click on free resources.